And oh, yes, this is Danhausen here. Danhausen, this is uh, for Shooting the Breeze with Bash and James Housen. Yeah, it's a podcast, a wrestling podcast of some sort, based in the UK. It's quite nice. Danhausen's here to give you a very nice, valuable shout-out of some sort. And also, you, Danhausen's wishing you the powers to knock out the Breeze Horse. It is War Horse in disguise, Danhausen thinks. He's not quite sure. But he also is uh, shooting the breeze with the breeze horse. So, you must defeat him. He's evil. Anyways, love that Danhausen. Good luck. Hey, uh, this is episode 90 of uh, Shooting the Breeze with uh, Bash and the two Jameses. Uh, say hello. Hey, then, guys. Hello, everyone. Uh, you were just mentioning uh, Pokemon Arceus. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise that collecting wood would become the bane of my existence. <laughs> also the bane of mine as well, so. So yeah, we're both at the same part, and it's driving me absolutely crazy. Well, I haven't played it, so let's put it up here. I've got it. There's a Nintendo Direct in it at like 10 o'clock or something tonight. Yeah, I mean, you've seen that. There's what, sorry? There's a Nintendo Direct at 10 o'clock. Oh, is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what they they said they're announcing upcoming Switch games or something like that. So, well, I'm wondering if this Pokemon Legends Arceus is going to get any DLC. From Maybe, what yeah, probably. No. Surely you should. Though. Yeah, I don't see him not giving them any DLC. Don't think you get DLC as well, Pokemon Sword. Sword yeah. and Shield did, but this is a very different type of Pokemon game. Yeah, but they probably give it some DLC where it moves along the story and it. And you start like the, the beginning of gyms and battling and all that stuff. And... Yeah, add a new area in from new Pokemon, maybe. Is, uh, did you just say it's one of the best games you've played? Yeah, it's one of, for me, it's one of the best games I've played on the Switch. Just because it's so different to the original Pokemon, it's like. Oh yeah, bo- yeah. I just say you said, I thought you said in general. Like that's yeah, what I it, heard it, it as. It's like a merge between Pokemon and Zelda. I really enjoyed it. I've probably played it about fifty hours or so now, just roaming around. Yeah, I think I've put about thirty into it, and like to be fair, I've still got lots to do. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I ain't got fucking fifty hours to play. <laughs> I wish I did, but it's one of them. But uh, yeah, give a shout out to uh, Danhausen. Uh, signing with AEW does the intro to our podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, was he? I'm happy to see him on a a larger kind of platform. I mean, Ring of Honor was all right, but it was kind of in its last days. I'm pretty. Uh, we did purchase his t-shirt. So. Yes, we have got Dan Harrison's t-shirts. And uh, um, really, I did like the way they introduced him. Like, I must have been hidden under the ring for a long time, just for that like reveal. <laughs> That kid got a million views really quickly, didn't it? One of them a few bits. And as far as I'm aware, he did get the search of the week. So he outdid CM Punk and all them lot. And he crashed a website in America. Not here, but in America he crashed a website. Sorry to sound really sad, I've just found the third piece of wood. (laughs) Yeah. So I can now confirm I've got wood. I'm trying to think of what I've always got from of Danhausen's from them wrestling crates. I know I got a pair of socks, but I feel like I got something else as well. Dude, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Danhausen's socks. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. It might be pin. It might be a pin or a sticker. 
it might be a pin, you know. I think you sent it through. I think it was a pin, you know. Unless I got a micro board with him on there. I'll have to take my box out and find out, but I know I've got some bits and pieces. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm, I, I really want to see him and Darby for some reason. I don't know why, but... I was thinking about... When you mentioned it earlier in the chat, I was thinking about him and Darby Allen. Yeah, I just think it'd be like like the combination of the two will be really interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I think they're gonna keep like him away from that kind of stuff at the moment. I know he's kind of like, I think it's him and Adam Cole gonna be his first little thing. Ain't it? I think it'll be good. I know that him and um, Orange Cassidy used to be rivals on the Indies as well as the tag team. So it'd be interesting to see how they kind of work things around with them too. I know yeah. he's on as a tag team partner at the moment, but. Do you really see Danhausen going up the, up against the likes of Adam Cole? As much as I love Danhausen, that's that's a bit of a stretch for me. No, because I think it's because he started off in that little thing, and that little feud, and so he's going to feud against Adam Cole. I think that's his litmus test, and oh, if you're right, yeah. like don't get me. I think Adam Cole pretty much the most hardworking guy there recently. You know, he seems to be on everything, doing everything, so. Yeah, a few different. Maybe they put yeah. him in there, see what he's, see how he coats. I know he's, got, he's a good wrestler, but how he coats on a little bit more of a bigger stage. Maybe Adam Cole's not a bad shout, just to test the waters. Like. Yeah, like I said, I, th- I think they're going to hold off him and Darby for quite a bit, I think. Just like, keep them separate for a while. I think like, like middle of the year, I think. I think them two are going to go out of the pay-per-view. You know, I'm, just, I'm just happy he's, like, he's got like, a good, proper... The crowd seemed pretty happy he was there as well, like. Yeah, yeah I also found out that uh, Jim Cornette is a fan of him. Fucking hell. Before Jim Cornette hated everyone, but... Wow. wow. Fucking hell, uh, Jim Cornette, all people. Yeah, apparently likes how hard he's worked to get um, get his name out there on the internet and create his brand and build his character. So, uh, I'd, agree, I'd agree with that, with Jim Cornette being a fan of anyone, that's... <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's kind of like the... On stamp of approval for me. Yes, it's on the yeah. stamp of approval that you don't want, but yeah. at the same time, you, you kind of do. Yeah, gladly welcome it if it comes your way. Uh, yeah, like, oh, Jim Cornette, eh? fucking, oh. Oh, I just don't want to, don't even want to go into it, let's put it that way. I mean, I don't even want to go into the Brian Kendrick thing, but there's a lot of, there's been a lot of people saying dumb things recently and, like all I'm gonna say about the Brian Kendrick thing is he fucking lost his job, and then he got a new job, and then he lost his job. Obviously, this is another case. But right? he did this years ago. WWE picked him up a few years after this occurred for the two hundred five live thing. WWE have had no idea about it. Two minutes in AEW, they've gone back and actually done checks, and it turns out he said stupid shit, and now he's lost his job it's another it's another example of WWE not doing background work for example Gunther Stark yeah all I'm gonna say is like you know he, he had a fucking big match and then he just got pulled and it's like you dumb fuck delete your Twitter don't have Twitter don't say dumb things so on you're Twitter gonna, if you're gonna come into a company and have a have a match with a top guy like Moxley yeah, top chances guy, yeah. are they probably had plans for you yeah, the top. Like, it was gonna lose, but it was like in the you know Moxley is in the upper echelon in AEW, and that's a bit like you know just delete your Twitter, isn't it? Kind and of instead, don't... Moxley wrestled nobody. Yeah, which and is... 
everyone yeah. was chanting, let's go Moxley, Dan Housen, and Dan Housen wasn't even in the match. Yes, it just goes to show, isn't it? Like, oh, it's just... So it's in right, because the things that he did say, I imagine people have picked up on it now, but they're indefensible. Everything yeah, that he said, uh, horrendous. Yeah. Like, there's not even things that you can kind of second guess or push under the carpet a little bit like they are bad. Yes, he said some dumb shit, and I don't want to repeat what he, like, what he said, because I don't condone anything that he said. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Apart from he thinks that everybody's a re- like the upper echelon of people are reptilians. Like, you know, that's neither here or there, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, if you believe in dumb stuff, like dumb conspiracy theories. He's, he's not the only, I wouldn't refer to like Brian Kendrick as a celebrity, but he's not the only one at the moment who's been making similar stupid comments. But it's like, what are people thinking? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people saying dumb shit. Like, don't say dumb shit. Eh? Well, yeah, especially if you're, if you're, in a, if you're influential, he's within the wrestling world, or if you have some kind of notoriety, or even if you've got a podcast and you have a platform whereby you speak to other people, you watch what you say. I mean, yeah. it's just common sense. Yeah, but there's this argument about free speech and I don't really want to get into it. Like, you know, they're just saying things you don't say. It's kind mm. of simple as that, isn't it? You know. Pretty much. Don't say, uh, like, the, the motto for me is don't say dumb shit. Yeah. Don't say dumb shit on social media where people can go through your timeline. Have a little bit of common sense. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Leave it at that. I don't know what he's gonna do or where he's gonna pop up. Like, I think pretty much he's done for a good. He'll have a he'll have some kind of coaching role or he'll he'll do something. Like he's still got enough. I mean, it's a shame really because his wrestling knowledge and his ability as a trainer as a backstage guy would have been good. That's why he was doing it for so long with WWE. So. AEW could have utilised something like that, but uh. yeah, it's just it's just dumb shit, and don't say dumb shit. Yeah. No, I agree. It's just he's going to be someone that's very hard to kind of attach yourself with. Yeah, it's like it's like, uh, like... It's like Neo Rush as well. He's like just constantly being a, like not getting a contract signing with the company and then fucking off. And just mm-hmm. doing something else and going somewhere else, and you kind of get a bad reputation. And as soon as you get a bad reputation in wrestling, it's kind of a bit of a case in point. Velveteen Dream, he pipes up again, didn't he? Oh, fucking I think yeah. he, he did an interview with someone. And he basically said, um, the only reason he didn't address everything was because WWE just said to him, just don't, just keep your mouth shut. And um, that's like, that's all he said. Like, he just says, I was told to keep my mouth shut. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, it's a bit of a dodgy one, isn't it? Yeah, we try not to talk too much about Velveteen Dream on the podcast because it's just too much of a... I don't even want to mention no. <laughs> But, yeah, um, <coughs> on to some um, different stuff. I mean, uh, we had the rumble of uh, royalty recently. Yeah. Uh, the start was great. I think Seth Rollins coming out to his old shield like music and gear and 
Like that was like one of the best matches on the card, I think. And like the the DQ finish was um interesting. I know they had to keep both of them quite strong, but yeah. He, did, he, did, he, he won't. He won't let go. Was it? He won't let go. Let, me, let him go or something like that. I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like I, I really enjoyed the match. I really like. Actually, thought it was pretty solid match and the finish. That kind of sums up the Royal Rumble as a whole, though. But then we have learned, obviously, why it was terrible. But we can talk about that later. Yeah. Seth, Seth was on form. It was like old. It was like he rewound the clock five years, and he was pulling out like the good Seth, you know, showing that he can still go, that he can have those types of matches with, you know, I mean, Roman Reigns is a bigger guy. Seth, Seth dominated. I'd say like sixty percent of that match. Yeah, I think. Go for the match, and it was almost like you kind of at the end of the match. I know it had a bad finish, and I was I was really disappointed with the finish when I was watching it. But he almost after the match, you're thinking, oh, like they could have, they could have at any point pulled the trigger on Seth, and he would have been like, you would have just accepted, like, yeah, fair enough. The way that the match was, and the way that he kind of started, and how hot he was from start to finish. If they did, for whatever reason, make him a champion, no one would have batted an eyelid and thought, oh, maybe that's a, a rush decision. I think that's how good he was in that match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. And, like, yeah, I thought that, like, that was one of the most interesting matches on the card. And then, like, the women's rumble was the next one for me. I mean, uh, I thought they were going to do Lita and Charlotte, but obviously, like, like after that, like... Um, we kind of know what happened I suppose we'll discuss it kind of like in a bit in it um, but yeah I thought the women's rumble was like excellent I thought it was probably one of the best rumbles the women have had in ages it was definitely better than the men's yeah a lot better I mean like Bailey not showing up was a bit of a bummer like do you think she comes back after Mania yeah? I've got a feeling she might be back for elimination chamber no, I don't think she's coming. I don't think I don't think they're gonna blow that that early. The Raw after Mania, mate. I think I think that's probably the best one, isn't it? That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I yeah. think that's where it's gonna be. Yeah, uh, I mean, like the like the Indian, like like Ronda coming back and winning the Rumble. Obviously, we kind of called it if Ronda came back, she would win the rumble but like for me it's kind of like oh like, I know you gotta get casuals for like whatever it is and casuals for like you know Wrestlemania or whatever but like, m- like my thing is like see it's not that I know she's had a kid and everything and you know it's, I'm who am I to say anything like you know after somebody's had a kid and coming back for like you know the like uh, Royal Rumble after four months and this and that but like uh, like I don't like you could have done it in, like some other way. Like, does she really like deserve that spot at Mania when like everybody else has been working like throughout the year? I know people say she's staying and she's gonna do well. She's obviously gonna be on SmackDown now, challenging Charlotte and whatever. But it's like uh, I don't know. I just I like, know I know you weren't happy about it. I was. See, I'm, uh, not, I'm not that happy about it in general. I, I see the value in her. Like, um, I think I think WWE is far better with her there than her not there. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I wasn't happy that Tamina didn't win because I thought she was <laughs> going to win. 
Um, but like the only thing that baffled me, like I agree with what you both said. Like I think the I think WWE is a bad place with her in, and I think the, the women's division is. Um, maybe she needed that that Royal Rumble win. I suppose we'll get onto the men's in a bit because it's a very similar situation. I just I don't think she felt like she needed the Royal Rumble win, but then they could have potentially put her in the elimination chamber and let her win that to get her the match against someone else. It just seems strange that, for example, like Liv Morgan, she had like a very nothing elimination. Yeah, for me. You're talking about nothing eliminations. We'll get onto the men's in a minute. Yeah, titles are nothing. Men's men's is the same. Like it was just like. Like, about there and people like that, like all these people that you expected to go the distance, it just seemed to have nothing eliminations. Like it was almost a case of they didn't care, and it's, it's massively evident in the men's ball on ball, like we've just said. But like from start to finish, they knew exactly who was going to win, and it was like it was like the 29 of the people just didn't matter, it was irrelevant. There was, I don't think I can think off the top of my head any kind of teased feud in either the rumbles or partnerships or anything like that. Like you know, when you get like in previous rumbles where. You might get like a tag team breakup, or you might get like a feud that will start, or something that will be carried on. I think a lot of people saying there was complaining that there was no stories. Yeah, that's probably that's exactly what I'm looking for. I just think that's what I'm trying. There's a lack of storytelling in both rumbles, but it just surprised me that we were talking on the on the like the preview show, and it's like we thought that Liv Morgan had a chance. Like she's she's hot at the moment. She's well, she's actually physically very hot, but (laughs) she's hot at the moment in terms of like she's like a fan favourite so it seems it seems daft to not have her at least in the final four just to give her that little bit more exposure in the spotlight because she's not going to get that experience in one-on-one matches probably just yet now that Ronda's back but at least put her <coughs> in the final four so she's got all eyes on her and book her make her a little bit strong or make her look strong I she was only in the match for like five minutes and then it was like oh fuck she's gone yeah. she's like, I don't think she did anything. I, don't, I really don't think she did anything. She had a couple of spots here and there, but she she was as effective in the match as I know. I always talk about Tamina, but she was as effective in the match as Tamina, and Tamina's never going to be anywhere near the main event scene. She's someone that you're kind of pushing for five minutes, fill some gaps, and then they'll get thrown out when the when the ring starts to fill up, and they've almost demoted Liv Morgan straight back down to that role. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about a few demotions later on as well. I mean, like, we can all agree that next year is Tamina's year. <laughs> if Tamina wins, I'm getting a name tattooed on me. <laughs> no, you better play a bet on this year. I might actually. I might actually. Tamina's win the rumble. Well, not her odds are. <laughs> I mean, uh, how do you, there was like no NXT call-ups, which is really weird for me. Like, how did you no. feel about that? There's like none in both rumbles. Apparently, um... They were backstage and they were there if if there was an emergency or if there was a last minute change. Um, I think I read that like Bron Breaker, Tommaso Champa and a couple of the women were backstage. Uh like Raquel Gonzalez, like I think she was backstage. But um yeah, none of them none of them made the rumble. It's a strange one. Um, something that I do want to just touch on just before we stray away from you. I do like the fact that WWE let Mickey James come out with a title. Yeah. And actually dressed her as the TNA champion as well. That yeah. was another elimination. I don't yeah. even remember her getting eliminated. Yeah. yeah that wasn't on camera either. Dumped over the top. Literally like it was nothing. It's um, it, that's, Yeah, exactly the same. I think they, they made a big deal about it and then she dumped, just shipped her over the corner and nothing to be ever mentioned again. Yeah, I I think like the I I wondered like it was just really odd, but there was no, 
because no, you're used to having some NXT hold ups and whatever and going up them going on the main roster and whatever this and that. And it's kinda of like weird there was nobody, it's like nothing, no one zilch. And you're like, Oh, that's a bit of shit, ain't it? You know. Uh yeah, but uh maybe Vince has just got him on lock, isn't it? I think he just wants to keep NXT as separate as possible. Probably, yeah. I mean, um, Paul Heyman did the turn. Like, I did not see it? that coming. Nor did I. I thought it was interesting. I just hope they don't flip, like you were saying, James, like flip-flop between Lesnar and fucking Reigns now. You just got to stick. You need to stick with one person now. Like, yeah. like, like Heyman is really good on the mic and I think, I think that's the reason why they flip-flop him back to Reigns because Reigns is not that good at a promo. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're ever gonna see Lesnar and Heyman together again because yeah. I think this might be Brock's last. Yeah. Run, uh, yeah. I think this might be his last run. I mean, I hope it isn't, but I've got a feeling it might be. Like he's come in, he's done something completely different with his character. He's, you know, not putting people over, but he's not, you know, as dominant. He is as dominant, but he's coming in and like actually being productive rather yeah. than just coming in and kind of like hoarding the spotlight. So, I mean, it's sad, but I don't think you are going to see Heyman and Brock together again until Brock gets put into the Hall of Fame and it'll be Heyman who inducts him. Yeah, and vice versa. No, I, I completely agree. It's like he's he's putting people in the spotlight about destroying them like he used to. Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't be adverse this Heyman kind of. I wouldn't say not flip flops, but if he tries to bounce, if Brock wins at WrestleMania, if he tries to bounce back to Reigns, Reigns says no, and then they put someone else with Heyman and let Heyman bring someone else through. I wouldn't mind that, but it's just whether they've got anyone that kind of fits that bill. Yeah, uh, that's. There's no one I could picture Heyman with. No, maybe Braun Breaker. Reigns, and it worked, so maybe. That's my dream. I've put it out there early. What? <laughs> Maybe Braun, I think, probably. Kind of steers him through sure. as the next I don't kind think of... he needs it. It's not that I don't but think he needs it. I'm just saying it's just might may, may, maybe we'll make the transition just a little bit easier. Yeah, a little bit smoother. Yeah. But then he's got Vince. No, Austin Theory's got Vince, and he, you need like the, the, Paul Heyman's kind of goes to the next like big thing, like supposedly, you know what I mean? And like Bronze, like the next big thing coming up, in it. Like I thought, I thought, like the like that, like obviously you're gonna like talk about the men's. Well, no. I thought the start was amazing, <laughs> like AJ and Nakamura together. I thought fucking this is gonna be a good rumble, and then kind of like it all goes to shit. Yeah, literally. <laughs> got worse by worse by the person that come in. I mean, fucking the coffee botch was terrible, man. I felt so so sorry for him. I, I, like, I love it how they tried to kind of like, you know what? I'm glad that they did go to a replay and not try and make out that each feet didn't touch the floor because yeah. you could see it clear as day watching it without a replay that yes, his feet did touch. So if they had to try to just like carry on. And like, let's say Kofi then went on to eliminate somebody like credible, then I'd have been pissed off. Yeah, I just, I just felt sorry for him. I was like, like after all these years, this is the year he fucks up. It's like it's gonna um, happen eventually, but like you know. 
I feel sorry for Big E and Kofi. Fucking talking about Big E, man. I kind of got it under notes. Like, he's fucking been so de-pushed, it's unbelievable. And now he's back as a tag oh, team. Oh, my God. That's it's terrible. It's like, wow. Ridiculous. Um, Cole Oliver put out a story from Fightful Select because they, they mentioned that um, morale backstage is at an all-time low. And then they put another one out there. Apparently, there's massive heat backstage against... Everyone from like the writing team, they all like the backstage runners and stuff. Um, about the treatment of Biggie and how he's kind of been demoted, everything he said that apparently it's universal that everyone that's been asked about it, um, like in terms of motivation and stuff, has just said like they don't understand why Biggie's been treated the way that he has. So it seems like he's gone down like really, really badly in the terms of the backstage. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why he was good as champion. Well, no, he was. He's a fantastic wrestler, but he wasn't made to look good as champion. He took more losses than he should have as champion. He had the title for what, 180 days, 110 days. It was one of the two, um, which is a very long time. But I can't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I can't think of any real world championship moments that he had. You know, like some like everyone have like a defining match or a defining moment in their in the title run. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of any that he was given. Like he, he wasn't really um, given any chances. It's like McIntyre. McIntyre beat Lesnar. There aren't many people who can say that. So fair play. McIntyre got his definitive match. Um, you know, Reigns has had matches with Cena. You know, he's won those matches. Yeah, you are right. He, ne- he never got his his definitive defining match and to be honest I don't think he's going to no and that's not something that he can help you but if he was given the big match and he failed then that's on him but he wasn't even given that big match like he wasn't given a like you've just said he wasn't given a Cena just to have a match at Royal Rumble let him fight Cena at Royal Rumble as the champion or let him keep the title even if he was the champion in Elimination Chamber and he had big hitters in the Elimination Chamber with him at least then he's He's starting from one. He might lose it at the end, but it gives him some spotlight and he's literally just been thrown to the way with sides. Like you said, he's in a tag team now and I think he's going to go the same way as Kofi, unfortunately. I think he's just going to keep dropping down and he'll just be back to being part of the New Day because they sell merch and I think that's all really unfortunately Vince cares about. To be honest, I think Vince is going to go full circle and Xavier Woods is going to become champion and then Brock Lesnar is going to come in and take the title off him. Yeah, Mate, Brock Lesnar's only... <laughs> We're discussing this. Brock Lesnar's only got one person left to fuck up in the new day. And that's like Xavier Woods. It's just like, for me, F5 him, take his crown, and be like, I'm the king now. Yeah, that's it. No, I'm the title. Just F5 him, take the crown, and walk off. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, an only Les- that's the only person Lesnar's got left to fuck up from the new day. <laughs> he like, fucked up Kofi. He fucked up fucking Biggie. <laughs> now it's just Xavier left. I like, just, I you know just... what made it worse as well? You had a multi-man match and Lesnar still pinned him. Pinned him, yeah. Fucking horrible. They couldn't even let Big E look strong. Strong, in, yeah. In... <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. That was horrible, man. There was four other people that could have took the pin. <laughs> like Seth could have, KO could have took it, like anybody else. Hey. But then that makes Big E have a gripe, ain't it? That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Now, Big E would have a gripe, like, I didn't get pinned, give me a rematch or whatever, and then they didn't want to do that, did they? That's why he fucking pinned him clean, and it was just horrible. sacrificed him. Sacrificed him to benefit building Brock Lesnar, who doesn't need any more building. You can't get any bigger than he is. 
No, it's a bit shit, but it is what it is, eh? Like I just feel, I just feel like so. I just like like you say, it just feel really bad for him, eh? Like it's like fucking, you got demoted all the way back down to fucking square one again. Yeah, it's just it's the same with the women. There's nobody that's come out of that rumble other than Brock Lesnar that looked have any sort of credibility. AJ Styles. No, nothing elimination. I feel sorry for now. AJ was fucking busting his ass off, man. Yeah, like, I thought he was gonna great. make it to the end, man. AJ will be fine. You've not watched Raw, have you? No, I'm gonna watch Raw, but so, I know he's I'll in the chamber. First three quarters, he's in the chamber, but it yeah. looks like he's going into a program with Damian Priest. Okay. So title, yeah, which I'm okay with because then Power had a banger of a match, but. Um, oh, here you go. Before you carry on, I'll just fill you in quickly on relevant things that happened on Raw. Kevin Owens had a match against Austin Theory. Kevin Owens basically said, if I win, um, can I take Austin Theory's place in the Elimination Chamber? Mm-hmm. Um, the GM's kind of, I think, like the GM's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds fair. KO beat Austin Theory, but then I think Vince was like, no, no, Austin's still in the match. So <laughs> KO's not in it yet. That's fucking shit, isn't it? Um, and then there was a segment with Lita and Becky. Um, yeah, I want to go on to that because, like, obviously, we're like, I'm gonna just go from my notes. I suppose I spoke, speak a bit after. I mean, the two surprises were fucking Bad Money and Shane. I mean, Shane got Shane's ass got Shane's ass first of all got botched in the fucking elimination, and second of all, his ass got kicked out of the company. It's like shit, yeah. man. Imagine family dinners, bro. Like, and do you know who was supposed to w- apparently win the rumble before Shane went in and fucked it all up? Yeah, Riddle. Riddle. That's why I've got a feeling that Riddle's taking that belt at Elimination Chamber. I've got a feeling. I mean, I suppose we'll go into that in a minute, like the wrong to Elimination Chamber. I mean, like, uh, like Shane just Shane being sacked. Like all the memes were coming out. Like fucking Shane is all elite and all this shit. I was like. Bro, you just needs to turn up once, yeah? Just once, yeah? Tony Khan paying $5 million or $6 million just to turn up for 15 seconds and just walk through the tunnel and walk back out the tunnel and just go, like, fucking... Just wave. Just wave at everybody. Yeah, it doesn't even have to say a word. Just go out, wave, and leave. Yeah. Even put him in the front of the crowd. Yeah. Just have his presence somewhere. Yeah, it's like if you really... I, I don't know. Shane's fucked that rumble, and apparently it wasn't just the rumble. It was he was throwing his weight around backstage. He was trying to dictate the pace of the rumble. Who was eliminated? He wanted to be in the final four. Um, but he was in the final four. Man. I'm not surprised Vince turned around. Everyone's kicked off. I'm not surprised that Vince has turned around and gone. I'm sorry, but yeah, you're gone. And like, he's, he's supposed to have a mania program, isn't he? As well. He, well, he really did fuck up the rumor. Like he has fucked up that whole show. Like I, was, I think I said in the chat, um, Fightful Select they said that one he wanted to make the rumble all about him in terms of he wanted to be like a main fixture in the rumble from start to finish. Um, and then also he wanted Randy Orton's place in the rumble as well. That he tried to call an audible on on the night, and the only reason it was is because one Brock Lesnar said, and also this is something that Court Holly mentioned earlier because I watched it. Um, Randy Orton said that I'm not coming out to Shane's music, so I'm going in the same place because I think Shane wanted to swap roles with him without thinking about the fact that everyone's music's predetermined and what position they're going to come out with. 
So he's even trying to change like rumble positions on the same night as well, which is perplexing to say the least. Yeah, still the madness in it. But like, uh, it's just like odd. It was just like the just. I don't see him rolling back in for a few years, even if he does get fucking invited back. Yeah, not after yeah. that, he'll be back. I just want to know how awkward the like the the family situation is. Like, Dad, can we go see Granddad? Nah, nah, <laughs> he's sacked. Yeah, Vince has sacked his son. He's ruined his son-in-law's promotional career. <laughs> 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 Can't imagine his wife. Put his wife wheelchair for a segment in 1999. So never know. That's it. Turns up in all the league, I'm just gonna blow my head, and it's gonna be blown off. It like, how much did Tony Khan pay? Man, I think everyone in the world, like that, that, that's not one of them that just affect wrestling. That that be on like fucking every sport news outlet in the world. Yeah, fucking you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah would you send everyone into rapture, wouldn't it? About what's happening. Yeah, exactly. If Tony Khan wants to make headlines. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure somebody's got Shane's number. I'm, I'm sure Daniel Bryan or uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan's probably still got it. FTR's probably got it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all counting out Brock Lesnar not coming out as the WWE champion. This is going to be a riddle, yeah. What in the elimination chamber? Yeah, because you know Brock's in there. I've got images of Lesnar of Reigns somehow getting involved. And like either taking Lesnar out of the match or does something pre- before the match that prevents him even being able to make it. Yep. Uh, so KO ends up taking his place or something like that. But yeah, I've got a, I've got a feeling it's Riddle. Some Riddle versus Orton at WrestleMania, maybe. Yeah. No, but then Bobby's guy is right. Bobby lost his title and so he can't really do a triple threat in it. Oh yeah, so but and then it'll be Bobby versus Riddle. Bobby can yeah. have his rematch because them pair have got a past. And yeah, over the US title, isn't it? People forget that the feud over the US title. So. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't know. Um... I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't really want to see Bobby lose his title that quickly because it just makes him kind of a transitional champion. But then at the same time, I think Riddle would be a smart choice because. Him and Orton are probably the most, are the biggest thing about Raw. Yeah, but like, I don't see Orton doing the turn just yet. No, no, no. I don't think Orton will. I think Orton will be acting like a mentor. Like, look, this is your first. Talk you know, the, the kind of touched upon it on Raw, like backstage. Like, Orton was saying, look, are you ready for this? <laughs> like, you know, this is your first, like, chance at the, the heavyweight championship. And I, I reckon Orton might act like a mentor, almost. Mm. Kind of walking through it. And then they will have a match eventually, but I'm hoping it's like an amicable one, where it's like, come on then, let's see which one of us is better, kind of thing. Okay. I like interesting the way they like, put it oh, together. No. It'll be good. I always enjoyed the Elimination Chamber. Like, you can't really be disappointed with it, because... It's dangerous. It's, you know, it's got elements of excitement to it. You've got the champion in the match. So, you know, it it can't disappoint as bad as the Royal Rumble. 
and Shane has been sacked, so he hasn't <laughs> got his fingerprints all over it. Yeah. Do you want to chime in about anything, James? No, I, I agree. Um, I think it is going to be the case. I'd like to, I'd like to see Riddle win the title, but I also agree. I think it's harsh on Bobby to be a a transitional champion. I don't think he, I don't really think he needed to kind of be involved. Almost, I just, think, uh, just the way that the Rumble's booking is, it just he's left everything. It's left an open road to WrestleMania, but not in a good way. Is probably my outlook on it. It's not opened in case of, oh, it could go anywhere. This is exciting. I think it's for me. It's more of a case of they've fucked up and they've got a lot of they've got a lot of yeah, but the one scenario that none of us have touched upon, probably because we don't want to, is what happens if Lesnar wins the match and then it's title versus title at Mania? And then either Reigns has two belts or Brock has two belts. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Was like, like, is somebody going to end up with two belts? But I think think yours is more plausible with Reigns fucking just fucking him up. Yeah, seeing as WrestleMania is now over two nights, I don't see them do... In fact... Given the fact that WrestleMania is two nights, basically guarantees you the need Brock... two title matches. Yeah, yeah, you need to you need a title match for each night. And to be honest, seeing as they've made the Intercontinental Championship look like absolutely <laughs> nothing, you can't even put that on night one. So I, you know, I'll be very shocked if Brock wins. Yeah, doesn't need another bout, does it? I think it's going to be. I think it'll be Ronda versus Charlotte and Night One, and I think it'll be Reigns versus Lesnar Night Two as the main event. Mm. Yeah. If I'm going to pick one of the other, I don't think. I don't think any of the match knocking around. I don't think Lita would be, or Lita versus Becky if that if that goes all the way to WrestleMania as the. I mean, I think that'll be one of the, the opener, and I think the whoever's got the Raw title, I think that'll be the opener on one of the other nights as well. Mm, I think AJ and Ray had a really good match on Raw. I think that was like, like one disc- of the best matches on Raw in a long while. But fucking talk about Ray's elimination. We weren't even on the fucking thing. Oh, yeah, it looks yeah. like Ray and Dominic are going into a feud with the Miz. I mean, if it had been Ray, Ray is the cover star of the game and he weren't even on the fucking elimination on TV. Oh, I thought Ray was going to do really good in this run, but you know yeah. what? They're just taking him up for a Hall of Fame induction. Mm. Yeah, like that, that's what it's all about. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, he's been around for that long and stuff like that. I have no issues whatsoever with Ray being on the cover, going into the Hall of Fame, doing well. It's amazing. Yeah, I think like the like Leah versus Becky Elimination Chamber is going to be proper interesting just because of like the ring gear, like. Like, you know, because of how conservative that country is, I just wonder what type of gear they're going to come out in. Like, oh, I, I don't think Lita's going to be showing off within half of a knickers who's been out in Saudi Arabia. You know what I mean? No, people running out with curvy swords. <laughs> I forgot it's in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's in oh, Saudi Arabia, man. Actually, no, that's good for us, though, because it means that it's going to be on at, like, five or six in the evening, so you can actually watch it live without <laughs> having to stay up until stupid o'clock. Like, I think Lita and Becky is going all the way to Mania, isn't it? Yeah, there's going to be... I, I think both matches are going to go all the way. So, I've got to... I think Lita and Becky will go to Mania. Ronda's already picked Charlotte, but, but obviously... Is Charlotte having a match at Elimination Chamber? Nope. 
No. Okay, so the bypassing that. Yeah. Is there only one of them in Action Channel match or two? Yeah, one. I think just there's one. one at the moment. Just the men's. Not having a women's one. I was Probably. hoping they'd have like a tag team one or something, or an intercontinental, at least an intercontinental one, because when was the last time Nakamura defended his title? I can't remember the last time I seen an intercontinental title match. Oh, God, never. Happy no. Zane's been the one contender for about six months. I think he's, he's getting a shot this week or something like that. This week or next week or something like that. I thought Johnny Knoxville was quite fun, to be honest. Mate, that forearm he gave AJ. <laughs> That was a bit, that dude. Yeah, I thought Bad Bunny did well again. I didn't really want to see him again, but I thought he did alright. Yeah, oh, like, he took an F five. He took an F five. Fair news. No, I wouldn't want to take an F five from Lesnar. I would have liked as much as he, as good as he was. I would have liked to have seen it, like his space go to an NXT corner. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see Knoxville versus Zayn at Mania. I don't care. What it is, or how they do it, or the way they do it, I just want to see Zayn. Don't say that. I want to see Sami Zayn versus Nakamura, and I want it to be like 2016 when Nakamura debuted and then keep the shit out of each other for like half an hour. Nah, they ain't going to fucking Mania. They're fucking blowing it on SmackDown. I watched it the other day. I fired it up on the network, and I sat there watching it, and I was like, how have two wrestlers that were that good fallen so low, especially Sami Zayn? But so we want to say about Nakamura, at least he's got a belt. <laughs> yeah, true. Sami Zayn's fucking messing around with fucking Johnny Knoxville. It is what it is, bro. Fucking the match that everybody doesn't want to see, Goldberg and fucking Reigns. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck you my know life, what? man. This had better be like, he has like, I don't know, dates he has to do as part of this contract. This had better be the last one. Yeah, I think he's only got one or two left, don't you? he ain't winning yeah of course he ain't gonna win because they fucking set up Brock and thingy ain't it yeah, sure, I don't, sure he's not gonna win no for fuck's sake I this don't wanna see I don't wanna, I don't wanna <laughs> see Brock versus Goldberg at fucking Mania it's Vince at the end of the day or well, fucking no triple threat I don't wanna see no triple threat I don't wanna see no fucking Goldberg winning I don't wanna see no Goldberg have no grab I want Reigns just to spear him about 1500 times <laughs> And just fucking pin him and walk out. All it takes is one Jeff Hammer. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, Provided he doesn't botch it and kill Reigns. <laughs> Provided you don't get a concussion. You've just said that then as well. Just about, um, it only takes one Jeff Hammer. I did see a stat the other day. I don't know if it's true or not. So I'd like, I'd like, I don't know if you can weigh in it or if you can think of one. Apparently, since Baron Corbin debuted on the main roster, no one's ever kicked out at the end of days. I read that. That's pretty interesting, to be fair. Because I don't think they gave him a shot. I think like 
I think I just like the way the crowd just reacts to his name is like Rick Boogs and I'm like I just, Mate, the dude is jacked. The yeah, dude is jacked on like he knows how to shred as well. I think And he was literally bench pressing wrestlers with one arm and throws him out the rumble. I don't think the Freddie Mercury looked as him any favours. Yeah, out. and I am always a little bit concerned that he is gonna fall out of that ringlet. <laughs> like whenever I'm, I'm watching a bit of match I'm like he's coming out of that eventually I'm a bit concerned about him fucking poor little, poor little Tommy in the front row is about to get an eyeful <laughs> like him flipping trying to look like Freddie Mercury which is a bit like you know, but I kind of love it <laughs> I can't make up my mind about him I think like when they break him away from Nakamura I think he's, when you see him like kind of sink or swim and it like, mm. At the I moment, mean, it's, it's, it's alright, it's quite entertaining, it's funny, does Nakamura's kind of like work or whatever in tag team matches and this and that. Like, it's alright, man, it's a good pairing for, for now. It is good. It's an odd pairing, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah, very chalky because cheese, like, but it does work. Like, because Nakamura doesn't do much on the stick, can he? Because he, like, I don't know if he knows that much English or Vince don't give him a shot or whatever. Oh, mate, he's, but, been, uh, he's been living in America now for like six years. He is fluent in English. Yeah, so, like, I don't know why Vince don't give him a shot at a promo. Or whatever. It's just stupid. So, He's not called Goldberg. This is well. something for another day, isn't it? I guess. I guess we kind of covered everything that's going on in fucking that world. I mean, uh, there's a few other like bits and pieces, I suppose. WWE2K22, apparently. Early thoughts and uh, people who have early reviewed it, played it. Apparently, it's incredible. So that has made me very happy. I've waited three years, two and a half years. We'll have to see what the sketch is when it comes out. Any people can say that right now, but oh mate, I'm I'm pre-ordering it, so I'm getting it early. I'm uh I'm off work. I'm uh yeah. I'll probably, if I don't answer my phone for like three days, it's because I'm probably just that involved with fucking universe mode or GM mode or Rick. I've made Rick Boogs win every <laughs> title on the game. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, um, on bits and what's going on like other places in the world. Uh, Jeff Cobb won the Best Foreigner Award in Japan, which is quite interesting. Like, That's good. Like, I, like, I think Zach did a lot more work than Jeff. Like, th- um, throughout the year. But I suppose... Ash, was like, it you who said to me that Omega and Os... And- Offspray or Switchblade have been like going at each other on Twitter. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I was gonna go on it after like this, but I'll tell you about it in a minute. I mean, uh, like, I understand like Jeff Cobb is a beast and like obviously sustaining knee injury, so hopefully he comes back for New Japan Cup because like, I think he's gonna take it this year. I've got this okay. weird feeling he, if Ibushi is not in it, he's gonna win the New Japan Cup. That's my like, my pick. And like to win New Japan Cup. Like so, yeah, and then Naito and Okada's on February twentieth, so it's not that far away. Okay, for my birthday. Yeah, so it's not that far actually. It's next week Sunday. So yeah, got that to look forward to in a uh, Japanese wrestling. Yeah, Osprey and Kenny kind of had a like a, a little like the guy had a little Twitter beef. Um, so do you reckon it could be that Osprey's this because on yeah. tonight's AEW or no or tomorrow's AEW there's either supposed to be a massive announcement a massive debut 
everyone saying it's Jeff, which very, very well could be. But then... You mean Jeff Hardy? Jeff Hardy. Yeah. But people are also saying that it could be um, Switchblade or Will Ospreay. See, the interesting thing with Osprey is, is like, if, like, <laughs> the way, way, how he started, basically how he started is Osprey set out, because obviously, I don't know if you like, watched the Red Pro show, but he obviously Dave, like, I don't know how much clout Uncle Dave's got anymore, but like, like, wrestling is like, like, all about perspective, and it, I guess, like, Uncle Dave's kind of been like the barometer for a long time, but like, you can make your own judgments. Like he had a match with uh, Michael Oka, uh, last week on the end of the end of January, yeah, and like um, for the British heavyweight title, and obviously they've got a new uh, British heavyweight title now as well. After that, like, obviously Osprey won against Michael Oku, but it was like a brilliant match. I watched it like the whole Red Pro show. Um, just finished it this morning, and it was a brilliant match from start to finish. Like I personally wouldn't have gave I wouldn't have gave it five stars. I would have gave it like four and a half just for like a few spots here and there. But like, um, yeah, like he sent out a tweet saying that he wants to be the most person who's got like five stars or over five star matches. Like so, there's a card that he does a picture. Like there's a few like two or three Japanese wrestlers that I'm not really sure of. But that in the modern era, there's a Mega and a Carter in the picture, and yeah. there's like Kenny kind of sends out a tweet saying like, I know the difference between like being in the main event in a fucking, like you know big big spot in Japan or whatever around the world, like and he lists off like Budokan and things like that. But Osprey's done those main events last year as well, so like Osprey's like, why are you kicking off for? You know what I mean? It's like you're just messing about with your friends in fucking Rev Pro or something like that, yeah. So that doesn't mean you're fucking. Like the the quality of it, the show is shit or whatever. Kind of saying that, um, you're messing about with your mates or whatever in Rev Pro and like when you come back to me when you're fucking, like, doing like proper like you're getting proper five star, you know main event matches when you're not fucking about on the indies or whatever when you're in the big league. So I don't know if they're gonna do it in AEW. I don't know if they're gonna do it in New Japan. Like Osprey just kind of hit back saying like, like go to rehab, yeah. Stop fucking looking at my shit. You're acting like a fan now. You know what I mean? And like you kind of say, get into rehab, get well, and like, I don't wish you any like no fucking like ill will or whatever. Just get better. Like they might be teasing something like coming down the line if like Kenny kind of gets better or what I don't mind I would love to see Kenny and Osprey whether it's in the New Japan ring or AEW ring you know what I mean it's just uh, where they're going to do it they've been teasing the big super show anyway haven't they but it's just like you know with the Covid situation I think it'll probably be in the summertime I think Kenny might be ready to come back in the summer so that would be a kind of dream match I think you've got more chance of Osprey coming to AEW than Kenny going back to New Japan even for one match I think they're going to do it as, as like the big super show thing you know like they did with Ring of Honor like back in yeah. the day I think it's going to be like one of those things a super card thing yeah that'd be wicked where you kind of get like the dream matches like on one big super show and that'll probably be one of them that'd be good yeah I hope they do a super show I hope they do the super show in Birmingham for Saudi. <laughs> I want, I want someone to come here I don't care who it is 
<laughs> someone to come over here, but you're gonna get you're gonna get good matches regardless. Um, I think it'll be more than likely. Like I said, I think it's gonna be in AEW, which I'm not against, but I do like the way. They are. I'm not. So. I'm not against it. I'm not fully for it. I just think because it's gonna be a big super show. They're gonna do a, a fucking big super show, ain't they? They ain't, yeah. gonna, they ain't gonna blow that like fucking somewhere in like Japan where like unless it's like a Tokyo Dome or a Dominion or something like that like a big massive super show over yeah. in Japan like and Kenny's coming over just to do like that one big thing I mean they could probably draw it out I mean do fucking that big super show and then get Kenny in for the Tokyo Dome and then kind of finish off a rivalry because you know they like to do like three match kind of series so could be something, could be not. You just have to wait and see, I guess. How often do New Japan do shows in the Tokyo Dome other than um, Wrestle Kingdom, or is it they're there quite often? They did one last year in the middle of the summer. So they don't do it that often, but they started to run more big stadiums and stuff like that this year. Yeah. So, like... Like I think the super show for AEW is going to be in the summer, and then I think all being bad, obviously COVID don't fucking do anything crazy or whatever. There's some new next level variant or some shit, like um because like uh, they're gonna get probably Japanese wrestlers over in the summer to do that big show with AEW and and then probably carry it on through the into the Tokyo Dome. Because it's, it's a big 50th anniversary year, and it so probably a lot going on. I know shame that Shane versus the Carter. That's what's going to be. Shane McMahon versus the Carter <laughs> in the main event. Ah, uh, good old Shane. But uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of like what people have been like, you know, like on like proper like legit, you know, people who do like legit New Japan podcast kind of been saying kind of like there's meant to be a big super show coming up it's just that if COVID don't fuck it up and I think Kenny will probably be ready by the summer hopefully that's good I mean, it's took a while off now it's just got some good stuff to look forward to I mean you got Lance Archer versus Hangman I'm like fucking you're just gonna fuck up Lance Archer again it's gonna just doesn't make any sense you're gonna take another loss I mean, he's taking, he's going to take a fucking another loss, man. I don't think he's been going to... If he wins the title, I'm going to be really surprised. Like, But I don't think it's going to happen. He'd make a decent champion. I mean, personally, I think Hangman as champion has been absolutely terrible. Per- yeah. That's me, personally. I think it's, I th- oh, God, I just think it's been bad. And I, I, think, I, th- I think it's the fault of the way they booked him. Yeah. Yes. Like, now MJF's finished with Punk... There's two need, you need to get MJF in that title picture fast. Yeah. No, I've been enjoying like MJF from before the punk stuff. Like I think the biggest star they've got there, considering all the people they've signed. If you're talking about the homegrown talent, MJF is probably one of the biggest people they've got there. Yeah, he's ridiculous. He's so so talented for being someone that's so young as well. Yeah, I've been seeing him back in the day on a Rev Pro show, playing his fucking trade at Rev Pro, of yeah, all places. 
Michael Williams, where I first learned about him, but he's he's so he's so ahead of where he needs to be at this age. Of like, bro, he's ahead of his time. That guy's ahead of his time as a heel. And all of the other all of the other wrestling promotions know this. Yeah, but we've kept it all. We've just, 2024 is going to be a bit more. But up until then, just enjoy him in AEW. Yeah. 2024 is not far away. Think about it. It's only a couple of like two, not even a year. Like twenty twenty three, you probably come around quick enough, and then it'll be twenty twenty four, and then it depends when the money is. It's gonna go where the money is, like you said. So but which got a feeling? Well, no, it's not just the money. It's also about the exposure. It's about the platform. It's about having what all people, what all wrestlers realistically want. And if they say that they don't, they're lying to themselves. A WrestleMania moment. That's, yeah. I've got a feeling he's coming WWE. He'll be there eventually. Like even if it's not 2024, he could sign. He could renew a contract, but he could just have a year or two contract rather than a four-year contract. Yeah. Um. I think that's about it. I think we've done an hour. So I think cool. that's, that's good enough. Um, I'll uh, plug our Twitter as always. Follow us on <laughs> at breeze underscore shooting. Yeah, James, you want to plug your Twitch and. Yeah, he is James Vaughan 14 on everything, pretty much. Yeah, I suppose we'll come back after like what's going on with the chamber and whatever else has happened, I guess. Definitely. But yeah, uh, appreciate your time, lad. And uh, I suppose we'll talk about wrestling uh, soon enough. Safe, speak to you both soon. Cool. Enjoy, Enjoy. 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 Enjo